and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up out there? Welcome in. Uh, there we go. Everyone can hear me there. Welcome in. Uh, happy Monday uh, to be out there. And welcome to a Monday edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening out there? Uh, people, Shavis Spark, Eric Fry here with you. And we're live in a studio. We're hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up, it's a, a post-weekend here on this Overreaction Monday. And, of course, you know uh, that we have a lot to cover here. We got some local sports to, to hit up on. We got local sports from Friday, from Saturday, and also get you set for the schedule for uh, this evening. We got uh, some of that. Of course, it didn't happen on a Friday news dump. It happened on a Saturday. That big news and a big uh, signing from the uh, baseball world happened on a Saturday. And... Uh, We'll also be hitting up on the NFL action from yesterday as we had a jam-packed NFL Sunday. And, hey, Bears, W, and uh, well, the Chiefs, they did not, did not get a W. They lost. And the Cowboys with a big win yesterday mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk all about that. And we'll also recap our Pick'em game as well see how well we uh, did we differed on a lot of uh, picks yes, yes. there so or the picks that we did have so mm-hmm. uh we'll hit up on that and of course so we had a lot of things happen in the sports weekend this weekend and we narrowed down to three here on this overreaction monday and so we got the top three coming at you as well and we will switch things over to the podcast and anything that we don't uh, cover here in the uh, terrestrial show so Make sure you download that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast. And, of course, we like to give a uh, beginning of the week a shout-out to the people that make Starting Atlanta possible. McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tatopolis State Bank. We appreciate uh, them for allowing us to come through your airwaves or speakers or headphones, wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us every a single weekday mm-hmm. so uh we got a lot to get to a lot to cover here today so uh, as per usual on a monday so we need to get things started and we need to get it started with a segment we call first things first 
before we get into the show. First things first. And, of course, we're starting off in that big baseball news that happened there on a Saturday. The bird has landed, or the bird never took off, as the news broke there on a Saturday. You'll always remember where you were when you heard the news, when the news broke. I was Christmas shopping out in the wild, ah. and I got the notification, and it has happened. Shohei Otani, the big bird, has signed and he signed with Big Blue, not Cubby Blue, not Blue Jay Blue, but Dodger Blue, as Shohei Otani has signed a 10-year, $700 million contract. We always talk about everybody's got a price for the million-dollar man, and not just a $1 million man, the $700 million man, and the $70 million a year man, Shohei Otani. is going to be batting DH for Los Angeles Dodgers next season and beyond for 10 years. So Otani is now a Dodger. How are we feeling? I mean, you know, I, I thought for sure, Travis, that he was going to the Blue Jays when we left this show on Friday. We all, I think we're all convinced he was going to the Blue Jays. Um, but then the report came out, Travis. 10 years, $700 million. Mm-hmm. Yep. To put into perspective, the two highest contracts in MLB free agency that have recently been handed out, Aaron Judge mm-hmm. and Bryce Harper, yep. combined, do not reach $700 million. No. No. Travis, I'm, I'm, he, is, he is an amazing player. Two-time MVP. Does something no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Dodgers overpaid. Overpaid. The Dodgers overpaid. Mm. Pure and simple fact of Travis, he's just getting his second elbow surgery. Yeah. We don't know what his pitching is going to be like when he comes back in a year. Right. Or pitch. maybe not even thinking about the possibility of he could never even pitch again. I think, and, and I heard a lot of people saying that. The Dodgers would not sign off on this deal yeah. if they weren't convinced he was going to pitch again. Right. I, yeah, I, that's I, true. I do feel that. Yeah. But I just I I don't I don't know seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, seven seventy million a year. If you talk about Travis, that just is just a hit for they're, right now. They're paying him more than seven teams. Yeah, are paying their payroll. Right. Exactly. That is absurd. It's crazy. For one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this a product of, is, is this where we need to bring up the conversation? And it feels like we always have to, but I think we need to right now. Does there need to be a cap in baseball? Yeah. Some of these numbers are getting uh, a little ridiculous. Uh that's a, a huge contract there. No doubt what Otani is going to bring in to the Dodgers. He's going to bring in a ton of revenue with this contract. Ticket prices are going to go up even more. And so people are going to continue to spend that money. The media coverage from mm-hmm. Japan is going to be enormous for not only their home games, but their away games as well. So they're going to bring in a lot of revenue that way. But 
uh, that from that sense it'll pay for itself uh, but yeah these numbers are getting a little ridiculous for for one guy in particular uh, who's not even gonna pitch uh, next year and who's just gonna be a designated hitter it's not even like they're gonna put him out in left field or right field or anything like that he's just gonna hit yeah so that's a little crazy and I heard people saying oh but he could be a gold glover at first or in the outfield says who exactly we have no basis of that right again and you mentioned it travis oh but you know he's gonna bring in tv and he's gonna bring in coverage he's gonna bring in fans and everything like that i thought the point of the collective bargaining agreement that we just went on lockout for last year don't forget yeah was to narrow the competitive gap Mm -hmm. right yeah and you have a team like the a's who i know are leaving that may not be the best example so let's use the Pirates that for their whole team are paying $40 million this year. Mm-hmm. For the whole team. Yeah. Shohei's right. making 70 next year. Mm-hmm. He's making almost double of what the entire Pirates team is making. Yeah. Right. That is where something needs to be done. Something needs to change. Because it's going to keep getting up and the teams at the bottom are going to stay stay at the bottom at the bottom right and they're not going to be able to get themselves out because mm-hmm. as we talked about baseball is different the uh, everyone joke the process it works in basketball and it works in football because those guys are coming in year one and starting mm-hmm if you draft a, a top five pick, they're coming in year one and turning around. So if you get years and years of multiple number one picks, you can eventually get a good mm, team together. Yeah. In baseball, we are not seeing some of these top picks for at least a minimum of two years. If yeah. not, and that's a minimum. That is a Bryce Harper rocket strap. That's That's knowing he's the number one pick miles ahead from everybody. Yeah. That right. doesn't happen every year in the draft. No. There are top ten draft picks, Travis, who are in the farm system for six years. Right. So that doesn't help you if you're a small market team. Mm-hmm. And then because you're a small market team, you can't compete with these bigger teams who have the budget, the fan base, and everything like that. Right. Exactly. I saw reports after Otani came out, Travis, that the Dodgers are trying to get Glass now. I, I saw that too. Where is this money coming from? Exactly. How is this happening? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's, I, f- I felt the same way with Texas. I felt the same way with Philly. Like, where is this money coming yes, from? It's just it's, m- coming out of thin air. Is it? Is it? Travis, is this what the Yankees used to be like? And we were kind of yeah. too young to realize it. I mean, we realized it was like A-Rod. I think but so. But, like, you know. When maybe they even were, goes beyond the Yankees, too. Yeah. This goes beyond what they were doing back in the day. I, this is... And, and here's the problem now. I know it's because he can do two things for you. And I get that. He's, he's, no one else is doing that. Mm-hmm. But still, Travis, half of that, half of that contract is $35 million. If I'm a really good DH, yeah. is that my, what I should be negotiating for? Yeah, possibly. Because if that's the case, then everyone's money is going up. And where are some of these teams going to get money for these players? Yeah. And I'm even, and and 
not even putting myself in that sh- in the shoes. Travis, I'm thinking of a team like the Cardinals. Yeah. Who we know they're worth a lot, name recognition's a lot, his- history stuff like that. But Travis, these numbers, if they keep going this way, you're not going to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of the most storied franchises in all baseball. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the Cardinals, they are in the top, I don't know where they rank in the top five, but they are in the top ten yeah. uh, most valued yeah. MLB franchises worth billions of dollars. And the other thing, Travis, is, you know, we mentioned, you know, okay, you get a player. And let's say he is a phenom, and he's only in the minors for a year and a half or two years. Mm-hmm. Well, if he comes up to the majors, that accelerates his clock of him leaving and him negotiating contracts and him becoming a free agent. Mm-hmm. We've seen that with teams trying to manipulate that service time so they can keep players longer. Yeah. Because, again, if I am, for example, I'm going to use the, the Pirates again. If I'm the Pirates and I get a, a phenom, mm-hmm. well, I have to play him because he's the best player we have. But when his contract comes up, I can't compete with what the Dodgers, the Yankees, else could someone else is going to offer him. Yeah. And so I know he's leaving. So that's when they start trading away their good players, which means the product on the field suffers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the process just starts all over again. It just starts again. all over again, and you can't keep it going. It's that's never why we ending. Have so many teams were for a year. The Mariners are a perfect example. They got there for a year. They made the postseason. Yeah. And they fell off the next year because it kind of reset itself. Mm-hmm. The teams that are contending year after year are the ones who have the paychecks and the pocketbooks to do it. The yeah, one exception but... has always been the Rays, and I still don't know how they do it. I know. It's it's a weird case study. But they always seem to contend when they shouldn't. They do. The The next study in this would be the Diamondbacks. How do they do next year? Especially being in the same division as the Dodgers now. Yeah. What do they do next year? Because yeah. the, the Dodgers spending $700 million just to get ahead of the Diamondbacks. I know, you never thought you'd say that, did you? <laughs> On one player, that's funny. Yeah. I Again, this is something I think needs to be addressed, and it needs to be looked at. Or we're going we're gonna to talk about baseball being the first sport with a billion-dollar contract. Yeah. I mean, we're $300 million off of that right yeah. now. And, and again, if I am – you know, Yamamoto, am I looking at this and going, okay, where where's my contract? What is my number? Yeah. Because I'm younger and I can pitch more. Right. Yeah. Uh, a few things to uh, unwrap there. And, uh, you know, we all thought that when Otani signed that there would be a flood of moves. Well, that hasn't happened yet. No. I mean, the Dodgers have made some small moves and some small trades to make room on the 40-man yep. roster. For Otani they just made one whatnot. today, too. So uh, nothing's really happened as nope. of yet with uh, other free agents. So uh, we're and, still waiting for the floodgates to open. And you know why? Well, the physical? S- no, sticker shock. Oh. I think clubs are going, are you kidding me? <laughs> Even teams who were competing yeah. for Otani, I think, are going, are you kidding me? Yeah. That is, like I said, this is where... Like, we were talking 300, 400 million, but 700. 700 million. <laughs> no no one saw that. That's more than he was projected to make. Yeah, right. And he's injured, and he can't pitch for a year. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. It it baffles my mind. Um, it was it came out that the Blue Jays, Travis, were right there as far as money. Mm-hmm. So it does not appear that the Dodgers seven hundred million is too far removed from what the Jays put on the table. Mm-hmm. So. On one hand, if I'm a Jays fan, I like hearing that. On the other hand, I hate hearing that. Yeah, I know you're in. You were that close. You were that close, and it wasn't money. Right. Yeah. I guess it goes to show it didn't matter if you talked about whether you had meetings with him. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you were secret about it. Yeah. No. Because not really. it didn't matter. All in the end, he can say. And again, I wasn't going into Friday. I wasn't in the camp of. I'm losing respect for Otani if he signs with one of these teams that talked about meetings or if he said the whole time it was not all about money and that's all the reports were and then he goes and signs. But Travis, $700 million, breaking the record, shattering the record, and then going with a team that openly manager talked about a meeting you had. Yeah. I lost a little bit for Otani. Hmm. Dave Roberts gets uh, dodges a bullet there. <laughs> the GM was upset with him for revealing that they met with him and now, yeah, exactly. It didn't it didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> and also I loved uh put in perspective that I think is funny that last year the Cardinals signed uh, Wilson Gutierrez to the largest contract that they've ever handed out to a mm-hmm. guy not within the Cardinals organization with eighty seven and a half million and uh, that was for his entire contract. Yep. Otani's going to make that almost in one season. Yep. <laughs> that is just uh, hilarious uh, there. And also another thing there was uh, Jeff Passan. One of the things that he reported there was his signing. And what I found a newfound respect for uh, Jeff was that um, he was always never about the or the rumors or anything. He only reported about him being signed. And I thought it was absolutely uh, kind of humorous as well in my cynical side uh, as well that we spent probably a good 20 minutes here on the podcast on Friday talking about the plane of Otani that was scheduled for going to California to to Toronto. It wasn't even him. It it wasn't. It was that guy from Shark Tank. Yep. It was the billionaire from Shark Tank. And that was just funny that everyone thought that it was Otani's plane and it wasn't even his. So here's all y'all with rumors just running wild. Here's the problem with that, Travis. (laughs) There's a lot of people who placed a lot of money and a lot of betting on Toronto when those rumors mm. were coming out. Well, that's your fault. I, I'm not saying it's not. That's the world we live in. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of upset people about this. Yeah. Just like the Chiefs. There's only one person you can blame, and that's yourselves. For doing that, for putting the money on Toronto. Yeah. For listening to the rumors I, that weren't even true. I'm not arguing with you about it. <laughs> I know you're not. But, but this goes back to the reporting of it. It should not, you should not press send until you verified as a reporter. Yeah, but everybody just wants to be first. They do. And they don't want to verify sources. And they don't want to verify what they know with people who would know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get that verification, don't post anything because you affect a lot of people's lives now. Yeah. It wasn't as big of a deal when entertainment wasn't as open as it is now. 
Mm-hmm. Now it's open and you can have entertainment on anything, whether it be exactly. for the Blue Jays to make the World Series, whether it be for Shohei Otani to sign with a specific team, whether it be for the Blue Jays to win the cent- the East, mm-hmm. the ALCS, the Diamondbacks to win the West. Like there's a lot of yeah things that were affected by this mm-hmm. that yeah. people people got on the short end of the stick because right. stuff wasn't verified. All, all you need to do is open up your phone yep. and you can put money you can put entertainment uh, on anything basically so uh yeah it's more convenient to do that and so uh otani uh, signing the uh big deal we're still waiting on uh, whether other people uh sign or not so that should be coming in probably a few weeks if not a few days uh potentially uh there so we'll have to see what other big contracts get handed out but the rich get richer the dodgers add a another name another piece to their repertoire uh there and also the opener for the dodgers is against the st louis cardinals so ah. <laughs> can you imagine on opening night otani batting second gonna be f- coming up to the plate facing his good friend yamamoto still not giving up on that are you? <sighs> it's a it's a nice dream still right not, still not giving up on that you want to know the coverage you want to know another good good one travis <laughs> what's that the first regular season road game for Shohei, mm-hmm. Wrigley Field. Yep, it's against the Cubs. Yep, mm-hmm. but that would be uh, the Cubs and their upgrades this off season of a pack of gum. <laughs> All the off season's not over yet. We're not even we're not even booking flights to spring training. Travis, yet, so. Travis, Travis. It's a pack of gum. <laughs> well, yes, maybe so far, but. That's all it's going to be. Um, I'm not convinced. Uh, I yet, am but, 100% convinced. Eh, I think you guys could uh, do more than us. but uh, You've at least signed people, right? We have. We're not going to do more than you. We have. And uh, we also made a move on Friday as well. You did. We got rid of Tyler O'Neill for relief pitchers from the Red Sox. By the way, we do have um, a former Cub that has a rumor finally out on him, Travis. Who's that? Marcus Stroman. Oh, yeah? Royals are interested in Marcus Stroman. The Royals. Ugh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's who he wanted to uh, get attached to. No. Trying to repeat the 2014 yep. uh, team. They already signed Will Smith. Just bringing people back. Yep. Left and right. So uh, we'll wait to see whether other moves happen in uh, baseball. Uh, there now that the big fish has assigned and assigned with the evil empire of the west the los angeles dodgers all right so we'll, we'll step away and we'll return to talking about some local sports some local basketball from friday and saturday and get you set for the schedule for this evening all on the way here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
the holidays come but once a year. And Master Force is here to spread some cheer with drivers and drills and blades and bits. From sanders and saws to power tool kits, Menards has the value and savings, of course. Shop tools and accessories from Master Force. Find great stocking stuffers and gifts at Menards. Plus, don't forget about our gift cards. Hurry now for deals on Master Force. Available at Menards, of course. Gift shopping online is big this year. You know what else you can buy online? Your next diet. Hi, this is Zola from PlanZDiet.com. If you're overweight, this is the time of year you go shopping for the diet you'll do in January. Is this year going to be the all-shake diet or the ship frozen food to your diet? Counting points again, maybe? How about you consider a real food diet, Plan Z? With Plan Z, you go to the grocery store. You'll have a food list and over 900 recipes. You decide what you want to eat and when. The recipes are quick. You can have a meal on the table faster than that line at the drive-thru. Enjoy everything from Italian to Mexican, American or Asian and more. I promise, this is the best tasting diet on the planet. And it's guaranteed. In fact, we have two guarantees. No one else does. Plan Z dieters lose an average of 31 pounds in less than 50 days. Most diets promise one or two pounds a week. And the ZR50 Crave Control Spray is going to cut the cravings. It also works on the headaches, the achiness, and the crabbiness people feel on a diet. Do the real food diet this year. PlanZDiet.com Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now. Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. <laughs> Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. On 98.9 The Game. CJ Frederick. Get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. We're on 98 on the game, ESPN Radio. There's a lot of things to cry about over the uh, weekend. Lots of times the sound effect could have been used, particularly yesterday. We'll get to that, though. 
But right now, let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports uh, from over the uh, weekend and uh, Friday night. There's where we are beginning as it was uh, homecomings all over the place, not just for Altima, but several other schools were having homecoming this weekend and a game that we broadcast over on uh, Jack FM. It was Altamont's homecoming game uh, against uh, South Central, and they got the homecoming weekend festivities off on the right foot as uh, Altamont won a 63-39 over uh, South Central there on uh, Friday. As it was a uh, start of the game where both teams went back and forth. Both teams are kind of trading threes, and it was uh, Alec Yarhouse single-handedly keeping the Indians in it as he had eight of the 12 points for Altamont in that opening quarter, a couple of uh, threes. And uh, then Altamont really uh, took control there in the second quarter, outscored uh, South Central 14-5, to paced by that attack by uh, Kata Miller. Also, uh, some other players made uh, some threes in that quarter as well. Uh, KD, Kate Davis, uh, he had nine points in the game, and he had a couple of threes. During that stretch as well, during the stretch in the third quarter, Rothman stretched out there at the towards the end of the first half, into the second half as well. I think they kind of uh, broke it open uh, there in the middle quarters. Uh, there uh, ended up blowing out the Cougars, who kept pace with them in the fourth quarter, but uh, ultimately uh, just uh, came up a little. A little short on homecoming night there against Altamont. And Caden Miller led the way for the Indians. He had 18 or 16 in the game. Uh, Yarhouse ended up finishing with 12. McManaway was also in double figures as well. He had a 10. And this was the first conference game for both teams as well. And so Altamont got to the right way. And both these teams were the last two teams to have a conference game. Uh, so Altamont's 1-0 in the NTC, a 4-1 overall. And South Central... Uh, at the time was a four and three, and they would have a game on Saturday though against Ramsey, uh, but then they would fall to zero and one in the NTC there. So, uh, good win on uh, Friday night. Uh, bounce back after Tuesday's loss to mm-hmm. Newton for Altamont there. Yeah, you needed that, especially it being a conference game. It means a little bit more than I know the non-conference loss to Newton hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad as a conference loss would hurt. Mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, so, Altamont uh, back in action against uh, Carlisle tomorrow evening as that game is in uh, Carlisle. And let's see what Carlisle did uh, this weekend. They were taking on a team in uh, the area. And there was a big night there in uh, Nioga on a Friday night as it was a, a guys-girls a doubleheader mm-hmm. as it was uh, Nioga winning their girls game. 60-47 to was the uh, final score there. And uh, Nioga uh, actually trailed at halftime yeah. as Cumberland led 28 24 at the half, but a big third quarter. Mm-hmm. Nioga outscored him 21 to 9 to take control uh, there and then ultimately uh, pull away there at the very end. Campbell, 24 points for Nioga to lead the way and come away with the uh, victory. Looks like uh, Kaylin Shoemaker, 13 points to lead the way for the Pirates. Uh, but Nioga took the girls' win, mm-hmm. and then it was the guys' turn, and it was Cumberland ended up coming out with the uh, W over the Indians as they won that one. 40-38 to 38 was the final score in that one. Yeah, and uh, Cumberland le- uh, led Travis at the end of the first, led at the half 20-15. to 15. It was a low-scoring affair. 
Yoga came out, scored 15 points in the third quarter alone. That put him up 30 to 29. You're like, all right, now it's a game. And then that whole fourth quarter traded the lead back and forth, back and forth. And about four, four or five seconds left in the game, Cumberland was getting ready to inbound it mm-hmm. from the sidelines after a timeout. Yeah. And the ref called a defensive hold. Hmm. And Cumberland was already in the bonus. So Cam Radel stepped up to the, the free throw line, made the first free throw. Neoga took a timeout, tried to ice him, mm-hmm. made the second free throw, got the win for the Pirates. So uh, mm-hmm. Cumberland gets a two-point win, gets out of there with the, the victory, and it was just a, a electric atmosphere there Friday night uh, between Neoga and Cumberland. Radel led the team for the Pirates. He had 12 points. Uh, also, Busher had nine points as well. He was putting the starting lineup over Radel. Um, so it was kind of nice to see uh, the, the two of them. Busher came out and had f- the first four points for Cumberland game, a 4 nothing lead early on in that game. So uh, mm. he had a big night. Radel yep. then came off the bench, had a big night for the Pirates. Uh, Nioga was led by Bullock. He had 15 points, and it was Sheehan with uh, 14. as, Or excuse me, not Sheehan. Uh, Lutterall with 14 points as well for Nioga. But Cumberland shot 50% from the field, Travis. That's the best save shot all year. Yeah. Only 14 turnovers. They forced 17 turnovers. They did get out-rebounded, but it was only by six. And um, four from 12 from the free throw line was not good. Mm-hmm. You can improve on that. So yeah. Cumberland makes their free throws. It's not even a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think a great night for the Pirates uh, there to get the one against Nioga. And I think it was a good one because it was a hostile environment, a oh, road, yeah. a road win, and a close game. And that environment was a good thing mm-hmm. uh, for sure uh, there. Now, Cumberland doesn't play again until Wednesday in the St. Elmo tournament, yes. correct? Correct. And that was the first game in that tournament against uh, Calvary County County Beach City. City. Yep. 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 So a little bit of time off for the Pirates not having a game until Wednesday. Yeah, but then you got three and four days. Sure, yeah. So depends right, on how you want to look at it. Tournament style. Yes. Sure. Uh, but uh, get a win there for the Pirates yes. there on a Friday. Uh, elsewhere on uh, Friday as well, it was the Topolis winning against uh, Bloomington Central Catholic 54-41, and which, by the way, it was also Neoga's homecoming there, so Cumberland spoils yet another homecoming. I was going to say 2-0 and on homecomings this year. <laughs> I told Coach, if you could, you'd make every game a homecoming game for the team, wouldn't you? He said, yeah. yeah would. <laughs> That's funny how that worked out is T-Town's homecoming as well, uh, Gaddis. At 15 to lead the way into Topolis. Past couple games, they've shut out teams in the first quarter. They shut them out 15 to nothing and went on to win uh, the contest. The uh, Macon County Tournament there in Argenta concluded there on Friday. It was Argenta winning the Consolation Championship over Central A&M, 62-52. Maroa over Decatur St. Teresa to take third place. And in the championship game, it was Warrensburg-Latham over Macon Meridian, 72-65. Warrensburg comes back to win that one. Elsewhere in the NTC on uh, Friday, I was interested to see uh, this one in St. Elmo and uh, St. Anthony uh, had hands St. Elmo Brownstown their first loss of the season. It was 59-38 to was the uh, final score there. Uh, St. Anthony got out to a good lead in the first and then uh, St. Elmo uh, closed the gap there, but third quarter was the difference. 22-7 to St. A outscored the Eagles there in that quarter. And uh, Schmidt, he had 16 to lead the way for St. Anthony. Uh, Atwood had 16 for SEB, but 
uh, St. Anthony gets another win in conference and uh, ends the undefeated run at the start of the season for SCB. It was Newton with the win over North Clay, 54 to uh, 32. Big first quarter got uh, Newton off strong, 26 to 7. They outscored North Clay there to open it up early on. Uh, Nichols led the way for Newton. He had 23. Uh, Zimdars. Uh, he had 19 for North Clay, but nobody else was close to double figures there. It's also Dietrich picking up an NTC win against uh, Cowden, 56-35 was the final score there. Uh, you know, they built up that first and second quarter lead, but it was really the second, third quarter, 17 to nothing. Dietrich outscored mm. him uh, there, and that was the difference. Uh, Gephardt was the leading scorer for Dietrich. He had 18, and Rodolf had 11 to lead the way for Calder Beach City. It was Muhammad picking up an Apollo win over FEM 59 to uh, 37. As a low scoring affair there, but really the difference was third quarter. Muhammad outscoring him 23 to 10 in that quarter. Uh, FEM Killians uh, led the way. He had 11, and actually Nolan Fierde did as well, have 11 points. Uh, it was Mount Zion over Monticello and Tolona Unity winning over Taylorville. Uh, elsewhere in the LPC is Arcola over Danville, Schlarman, South Fork over Villa, Glo Villa Grove, Blue Ridge over Fisher, Little Illini saw Robinson with a narrow victory against Casey, 54-53, uh, Lawrenceville over Mount Carmel, 55-32, and Marshall, 61-49 over Paris. Uh, Central Illinois Conference was a Tuscola all over Urbana University. This was a confirmed final, 84-7 was the final score there. Uh, Clinton won over Eureka, 54-48. And uh, Van Vandalia won over Carlinville on Friday, 66-49. Payne over Hillsboro. North Mac wins against Gillespie. Pius Oliver, Staunton, and Litchfield winning against uh, Greenville uh, there. And on a Saturday, we had uh, South Central in that makeup game against Ramsey. Uh, so South Central, quick turnaround, and they bounce back with a 49-35 win over Ramsey. It was Magnus leading the way for the Cougars. He had 17 in the contest there. In the Wayne City Holiday Tournament, North Clay also bounces back after their loss on Friday against Newton. They won over against Sandoval, 72-43 was the final there. Um, FEM traveled to Mount Vernon, and they fell big time, 75-21 was the final score there. Mount Vernon's always tough, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Alney won over Mattoon, 54-34. Um, Mount Zion over Centennial and Rochester wins over Taylorville. Uh, Tuscola also picked up the second win in as many days over Sullivan, 66-27. Paris over Arthur, 54-46. Mount Vernon, Indiana over Mount Carmel, 55-36. And uh, Bar Reeve, uh, Indiana School as well, won against Robinson, 56-39. In uh, the uh, South Central, it was uh, Car Carlisle, like I mentioned. They picked up the win over Vandalia. 64-53, so uh, it'll be a matchup of the Indians tomorrow night. Carlisle versus Altamont mm -hmm. there in uh, Carlisle. And in girls basketball on uh, Saturday as well, as FEM winning over Muhammad, 49-31 to was the final score. Uh, Beals led the way for FEM. She had 13. Martin had 10 in the win. Gallier uh, led the way for Muhammad. She had 16 in the loss. It was Mattoon over Arthur, 65-39. It was Newton picking up the win over Flora, 50-32. to uh, Cameron Martin led the way for Newton. She had 15. Uh, Kessler had 11, and Meinhardt added 10 points in the W. 
Uh, and it was Central A&M picking up a win over Mount Pulaski, 43-36. So Central A&M continues their undefeated streak they got going on. They're like 8-0 to start the season. And also in the junior high of girls, a basketball there on a Saturday, it was the uh, single St. Michael winning a two-way games there to advance to the state championship game on the 14th, which would be on Thursday. Mm-hmm. They won over Ottawa Wallace, 44-40. Oh, that wasn't right. Uh, typo there in that one as it was 44-25 was the final there. Uh, Suga St. Michael over Carrollton St. John as well, 30-24. to And uh, they'll take on Washington St. Patrick in the state championship game there at 7.30 on Thursday. In a two-way, you had uh, Havana defeat Nicomas 46-19. Uh, and Paris Crestwood picked up the win over Serena, 44-8. But then Havana came back and won in the second game of the day over Paris Crestwood, 39-25. So Paris Crestwood slides there into the third-place game on Thursday at 6 o'clock against Armstrong Ellis at Havana High School. In the 3A state tournament, it was a Litchfield with a win over Monticello, 30-8. And Topola's season comes to a close as it was Pittsfield Pikeland over T-Town, 42-19 to was the final. And in Germantown Hills over Litchfield, 31-18. to So that slides Litchfield into the third-place game uh, there at 6 o'clock on a Thursday. And we also had a 4A state tournament with Muhammad and Mount Zion representing there. And it was Muhammad picking up the win against uh, Madsen Colin Powell, 34-10 to was the final. And Mount Zion won over Granite City Coolidge, 43-29. to So that matched up our two area teams against each other in the semifinal. And it was Mount Zion winning over Muhammad, 36-14. So Muhammad slides into the third place game against a Bowling Brook at a 6 o'clock. And Mount Zion in the state championship game against Dunlap following that at 7.30 in Normal Parkside Junior High there on Thursday. Action for tonight, we got St. Anthony matching up with Tatopolis. They're in T-Town, so that should be a good matchup. It always is with that rivalry. Uh, Woodlawn hosting South Central. And a game that you can hear over at Jack FM as it is uh, North Clay against Altamont. And the game's in Louisville. And it's going to be a earlier start tonight as only one game. It's only a varsity-only uh, contest, so a 6.30. It should be around the tip-off of this one. And so Altamont, after picking up a couple wins last week, and uh, they're jumping back in conference against North Clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be a good one. Looking forward to that one. Always enjoy uh, going there to uh, yes. Louisville there. Uh, FEM there at Charleston. Uh, Tolono is hosting Muhammad. Uh, Cumberland back in action against Okaw Valley. Arcola is hosting Tri-County. Uh, Heritage at Villa Grove. Arthur hosting Sullivan. Uh, Sarah Gordo at Unity Christian. And Blue Ridge against Argenta. Noon is at Salem. Mount Carmel is at Robinson. Paris is hosting Casey Westfield. Uh, All needs at Marshall. Uh, Tuscola is at Warrensboro-Latham. Central A&M is at Nokomis. Shelbyville hosting uh, Decatur St. Teresa. And Staunton is at Vandalia. Also, we got some boys basketball tonight as well. And you can check out the uh, schedule on our website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find all the results from Friday's action as well as the weekend and the schedule for tonight as well. But we move along here on the uh, starting lineup, and we continue with a little football, a little NFL football on the way here on the starting lineup. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use prop children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post-weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean... I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well. I might have to do the top three without the, the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. Now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues are on a three-game losing streak following a 3-1 loss to the Blackhawks at the United Center on Saturday. St. Louis is now 9-12-4 on the season. They host the Red Wings tomorrow night. The Cardinals are shipping Tyler O'Neill up to Boston. The Cardinals traded the two-time Gold Glover to the Red Sox on Friday. St. Louis received reliever Nick Robertson and pitching prospect Victor Santos in return. Injuries limited O'Neill just 72 games in 2023. He hit 231 with nine homers and home RBIs. Meanwhile, Robertson was 0-1 with a 6.04 ERA in 18 appearances in the Dodgers and the Red Sox. The Missouri Tigers got off to a slow start during their 73-64 loss number three Kansas Missouri now seven and three on the season take on Seton Hall next Sunday the Billikens got a win as they beat Hofstra 71 to 68 other college basketball action from Saturday Lindenwood lost to Kansas City it was Missouri State beating Sam Houston 69-60 Southeast Missouri State fell to Fort Wayne 89-80 Western Illinois took down Green Bay 68 to 59 yesterday Eastern Illinois was edged by Central Arkansas 73 to 70 SAU Edwardsville was defeated by Ball State 83 to 71. The Blackhawks, even after their win, they still took a loss on Sunday against the Capitals. The Hawks will visit Edmonton tomorrow night. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports on the Reeds, and we won't mention Saturday's game. No, we won't, but we will mention, Travis, that with the Bears winning, spoiler, mm-hmm. with the Bears winning, um, Chicago is still on an eight-day winning streak. Mm, how about that? How about that? 
So the Blackhawks lost yesterday. Doesn't matter because the city won yesterday because the Bears won. So yes, that's right. They got that big win. Bulls will uh, visit Milwaukee tonight. Twenty-eight to thirteen was the final score there. Yeah, in Chicago there yesterday. Shocking. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Lions nine and three, and now nine and four. It was a, a good win, and I told you that stat on Friday about Justin Fields being good against the Lions, rushing the football, but. You know, finally taking advantage, it seemed like, of uh, offsides there on the defense mm-hmm. of that touchdown pass to DJ Moore late in the game. And you probably had flashbacks to that loss a few weeks ago to the Lions because you were in the same exact scenario. Yeah. <laughs> but the defense closed it out this time around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was good uh, for Chicago. Not so good was for Was it, a- though? Yes. The Bears are back. I thought we are trying to get two top five draft picks. What are we doing? Not now. The Marvin Harrison Jr. is going back to school. Oh, that is true. So we got to start winning again. And we got the one and we got the, yeah, we exactly. got the one unlock. You got the number one pick unlock because Carolina stinks. Yeah. So you're good there. Mm. I heard someone say if the Bears win this week and then when they face Green Bay, they will still have a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. No, just lose next week and we can be over this. <laughs> uh, Don't toy with my heart, Chicago. It did not fare so well in Cincinnati for the uh, Colts as they lost 34-14 uh, to 14 was the uh, final mm-hmm. score there. Browning again, uh, a couple of scores, and I think he had a rushing touchdown as well in the win. More to come on that game later. Uh, the Bucks they uh, won this game, and someone had to win this game. 29-25. Somebody's going to win the NFC South as that muddles it up even more. Both teams now 6-7. and seven. Uh, The Saints won against the Panthers, so they're also 6-7. and seven. So, pff, NFC South is up for grabs. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, the Browns, they got the big win over the uh, Jags. Uh, Trevor Lawrence played in the game despite having that high ankle sprain, uh, but the Browns end up winning that one, 31-27. And Joe Flacco showing why he's still elite. 311 yards yesterday, three touchdowns to lead Cleveland to the win. And it got him a job for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Jets and Texans, they played a interesting first half. They had an immaculate first half. Oh. It was Iowa football because every drive ended in a punt. That's what Travis wanted to see. I, I did find that humorous. But the Jets end up winning the game 30-6. to uh, C.J. Stroud goes out of this game and... Uh, Zach Wilson ends up throwing for a couple of scores and 300 yards. Yeah, Aaron who? Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Uh, the Ravens. Hey, you heard this game here. It was an exciting was one. It was a good one. Uh, Rams lost it, though, so I wasn't that excited. Uh, the Ravens won 37-31 on a punt return touchdown. Wonderful tackling there for the Rams. I figured. Oh, uh, gosh. If you thought the first half was a stinker for the Texans and Jets, the whole game was a stinker for the Vikings and Raiders. Amazing. Magical. Three we'll talk to, more about this game in a little bit, Travis. Three to nothing. Minnesota Don't won ruin this. It for me. I won't. Uh, the 49ers won against the Seahawks 28 to a 16. A Brock Purdy, 368 yards. A couple of scores in the win. Also, Debo had a nice game. Seven grabs, 149 yards, and a score. 
Uh, the Broncos over the Chargers, 24-7. to And the Chargers' season gets a little worse. Justin Herbert out now with the index finger. It's broken now. Uh, the uh, Cowboys stomped the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, 33-13. to Dak Prescott, the MVP, Cowboys could potentially win the East. And they could potentially be the number one seed now. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the 49ers to speak on that. Yes. Uh, but they destroyed Philadelphia last night there in Dallas. They just win in Dallas, plain and simple, and they did Philly's exactly that. Yeah, they might be. Exposed, two in a row. Exposed. Yeah. First time in uh, Justin Hurts' career. Justin Hurts. Wow. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Career, he's lost two games in a row. And another game that we'll have more to uh, speak on because we're up against the clock, but the uh, Bills went against the Chiefs, 20-17. Mm. to Cue the crybaby sound effect after the game with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And Andy Reid, for that matter. But, again, more to say on that. Coming up in the pod, I got something to say. Oh. Uh, Titans and Dolphins tonight, as well as Packers-Giants doubleheader yeah. on Monday Night Football this evening. Uh, Dolphins favored by two tutties in the game. It's a clock game. We need to close the top three. Top three moments from the sports weekend are on the way to close us out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language... Help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Having Canty and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. MLB insider for ESPN, Jeff Passan. We have been trying to figure out your rap name. Lil Passy was one of them. JP Baby. Oh. JP to Baby. Because we're, we're trying to think of modern rap names, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Modern rap names suck. So be a little better. Uh, Wow. Wow. This is Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays on 98.9 The Game. And now. You go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one with the Tigers. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. (laughs) That has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the Shohei, 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 Shohei. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at like soccer games. Oh, ole, ole, ole! But you kind of were off a little bit. I there. was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried, though. It really doesn't. You, you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On 98.9 The Game. Show the night. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. On 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9. We just say a little a bit longer so we don't have enough time before this bed. We need to hit up the top three from the sports weekend. Let's go. And now, it's time for the top three. 
Top three from the sports weekend in a no particular order, but I'll start off with my number three. And it was the Silent Night game this weekend as Taylor University continues their tradition as one of the best in all of sports. The Silent Night game for Taylor University in Indiana. I didn't know that until now. Mine, number one from the weekend, Travis, was the Cumberland Yoga finish from uh, yeah. Friday night. It was a hostile environment, and the, the student sections were going back and forth all game long, and it was a cool part to be a yeah. part of. And the fact that the girls won the trophy, got to celebrate with the student section, and then the Cumberland boys took it back. Took it back. So... That was good. That was nice. Uh, my number two moment was uh, the Illini legend Chase Brown uh, scoring his first NFL touchdown, a 54-yard screen pass, and he took it to the house. So Chase's first touchdown of his NFL career. Congratulations to him. What a coincidence, Travis. I also am going with the Illini, but it's the Illini basketball. They are who we thought they were. Let down again. We don't have enough time to get into that. We'll talk about it tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but my number one here was what a weekend for the number one basketball player in the world. LeBron James wins the in-season tournament, wins the in-season tournament MVP, something that Jordan never did. And also he got to see his son, Bronny James Jr., play in his game and vintage performance there. Chase down block looking like Big Papa for sure, as well as Bronny Jr. Now, for a fact, we can say he is a better collision player than his dad ever was, and he's only been one game. Lost to Long Beach State. Sorry. Anyways, my number three, Travis, that Vikings-Raider game. History was made the lowest-scoring indoor game in NFL history. (laughs) It is the first game without a point until the final two minutes since 2007, and... The Raiders covered. That's right. They were three and a half point dogs. <laughs> Minnesota punted it with 18 seconds left. Entering the game, Minnesota was minus three until one minute before the start of the game, and it went to Minnesota minus three and a half. So love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love it that they covered. Yes. Uh, it's just beautiful. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> By the way, it's the Raiders' first 3-0 loss in franchise history. Mm. Vikings' first 3-0 win since 1971. Like, come on, what is going on there? It was perfect conditions indoors. I think it was like 400 combined yards between both teams. There's a lot of football offenses that do that in a half. Yeah, just pathetic. Mm -hmm. Awesome is what you meant to say. (laughs) It's something, but that'll do it for us. We got more to speak on that NFL weekend, and we also got pick 'em to recap as well, and a few other random news and notes as well. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. 
And uh, coming up, we got to pick them to a recap. We got more stuff to say on the NFL. I got more stuff to say about the Chiefs and that Chiefs-Bills game. And we got some random news and notes to get to Mm -hmm. as well. And this date? This date, yes. This date in sports history. Triumphant return. Very well. And uh, so we'll get to all that coming up here on the pod. And is there anything on SportsCenter that we need to clean up? Yes. And also – I got one final question on Shohei for you Okay. before, before we, we move out of here for the day. Uh, White Sox getting some depth at the backstop. The club traded for Braves catcher Max Stassi on Saturday. The South Siders will send a player to be named later to complete the deal. And the Braves will pay most of the salary. So, there you go. Mm, there you go. Nice. That's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Don't even have to pay anything for him. Yeah. The Indiana Fever, Travis, going to have the first pick in the WNBA draft for a second straight year. I was like, again? On Sunday, the Fever won the WNBA draft lottery for the second year in a row. We'll pick first in the 2024 WNBA draft on April 15th. Last season, Indiana selected South Carolina's Aaliyah Boston with the first overall pick. Boston was named the WNBA Rookie of the Year, despite the Fever once again missing the postseason. Iowa guard Caitlin Clark is the projected number one pick. Hmm, Caitlin Clark. Hey, Caitlin, nice. Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston on the same team. That's a nice combination. Yeah, it could be a good rebuild. Yep, yep. Uh, CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol. We'll know more about him coming up. Um, oh, a bit of sad news here this morning. Former Tennessee Titans tight end has passed away. Frank Wycheck died on Saturday after suffering injuries from a fall inside his Chattanooga home. He was 52 Wycheck spent 11 seasons in the NFL after being selected in the sixth round of the 93 draft by Washington. He was claimed off waivers by the then Houston Oilers in 95 and amassed a career of 505 catches for 5,126 yards and 28 touchdowns into the Titans' ring of honor. He became enshrined in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame in 2013. Travis, I will remember Frank Wycheck for two things. The Music City Miracle. Yeah, I, say, I thought he was a part of that. And his appearances in TNA. Oh man! He was an impact wrestling for a couple couple really? of times. He had a match. Yes, he had a match. He had a match. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Hold on. Uh, Frank Wycheck. Yep, he had a match. Hmm. Um, at a pay per view. Yeah, I knew that the I knew that TNA had stuff to do with uh, the Titans because of being Nashville based. Slammiversary 07, he teamed with Jerry Lynn to defeat James Storm and Ron Killings. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did he win? Oh yeah, he won the match with a cradle pile driver. A cradle pile driver. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, continuing on. Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, he wants more privacy people, but also they're adding a four-star recruit to their 2024 recruiting class. Wide receiver DeLon Miller announced on Sunday his commitment to Colorado. Miller chose the Buffs over LSU, Miami, and USC. Well, about time a recruit actually goes there. Right, exactly. Rather than decommits. Um, let's see, you already said Brian James. Oh, by the way. Jane Daniels Travis won the Heisman Trophy Award on Saturday. Oh, he did, yeah. Yep. Didn't even forgot all about it. By the way, the past seven Heisman Trophy winners, five have been transfers. Ah. So don't tell me the transfer portal doesn't work, Eric. Yeah, right? You just got to get to a good good team who knows exactly. what they're doing. Exactly. That's why Illinois transfers never work out. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, the Lakers beat the Pacers 123-109. to 109. 
won the in-season tournament. Yes. Each Laker player still took home $500,000 in winnings, Travis. I know. The two-way players were really excited about that. They doubled, nearly tripled their salaries. Yeah. So that means a lot to them. Good for them. I'm glad. Wouldn't you be excited if you tripled your salary here? Yeah, especially if I didn't have to do anything to do it. Exactly. I sat on the bench and cheered for LeBron. Exactly. Yay, LeBron. MVP. Yay, LeBron. So if you combine, I think we discussed this on Friday, so if you combine this championship with the uh, bubble championship, I think that almost equals an entire championship. Mm. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think that we can decisively say that. And still, not as good as Jordan. <laughs> and still. Yeah. <sighs> and that, Travis, is what's left of Sports Center. That's what's left of Sports Center, say. Alrighty. Uh so uh, let's get to uh let's get to Pick'em here. Let's uh, recap recap Pick'em. Okay. What we got here. <laughs> Only had a select few games. Yep. Bears, Colts, and we added a couple others. Yes. On our family of networks. Yes. So we will start with the Bears. It was Lions minus three against the Bears. Travis, you picked the Lions. I picked the Bears. Win for me. Thought I was doing the smart thing there. You were. Reverse psychology, I know. Uh, Colts at Bengals. Bengals minus two. Travis, you picked the Bengals. I picked the Colts. Mm Mm-hmm. Good for the Bengals. I'll take the loss there. Uh, Rams at Ravens. Ravens minus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. We both picked Ravens. Ravens won the game. Took overtime. That's not seven and a half. No. So we both Just took six. there. Yep. And then finally, Lakers and Pacers. Lakers minus four and a half. Travis, you picked the Pacers. I picked the Lakers, and the Lakers won. Yep. By more than four and a half. By more than four and a half. So where does that leave us? Well, overall, Travis, points-wise, at this point in the season, if you've been perfect, you'd have 300 points. 300 exactly. 300 exactly. Travis, you're at 110. Okay. I'm at 115. Mm. So we both are, are failing. Yeah. So those are failing grades. Yeah. Uh, game total-wise, if you were perfect, you'd be 136 and 0. Mm-hmm. Travis, you are 79 and 57. Mm-hmm. I am 91 and 45. 91? 91. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. And no, it's that bad. Yeah. 91. Yeah. Wow. You only got one game right this weekend, Travis. I know. So, that, that didn't help I you. I just... The wheels have fallen off. Fallen don't worry, off, we have I've... college bowl games we'll be picking, Travis. Hmm. Coming up. This season may be a total loss, but I just got to finish strong. Finish strong. Show show the guys that we that we never give up. We fight till the bitter end. Are you a NASCAR no driver what. now? Guys back in the shop. Mm-hmm. Gotta, didn't, want, didn't want to give up on them. Got to lead the team. They work hard all year. You know? Yeah. So those guys never give up. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to never give up. Our Mountain Dew, Dr Pepper. Dorito, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Yeah, all of our wonderful sponsors. Chevy was really good today. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get I'm the so job done. I'm so proud of them. They work so hard. Yep, yep, yep. But so let's 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 see Travis here while I have a second. Let's 
what games will we be doing this week? Because we do have quite a few games this week. We will be picking the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl. Myrtle Beach Bowl, nice. Myrtle Beach Bowl between Georgia Southern and Ohio. Mm-hmm. We will mm-hmm. also be picking the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Jacksonville State and Louisiana. Nice. Book those games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's all we got for this week. All we got. College extra football. Games. Yeah. The college football. Sure. Mm. Got the uh, LA Bowl as well on Saturday. I know that we're not doing that one. Yeah, we 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 may. From Mexico Cure Bowl, avocado. We we may do the the LA Bowl, Travis. It just depends on timing. The New Mexico Bowl and the Independence Bowl. Next week we will have the Boca Raton Bowl, mm-hmm. the Carmela Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. That's the uh, 23rd. By the way, that game on the 23rd, the Carmella Bowl, Arkansas State and Northern Illinois. And we'll have it right here on 99 The Game. Northern Illinois, nice. Yeah, a little NIU action. Arkansas State favored by a point, though. Yep. As of right now. Yes, they are. We will not have any NFL this Sunday, by the way. Just programming note, because Illinois plays. Mm, Yeah. Exactly. And don't forget, coming up Christmas Day, Travis, 10.30 in the morning, Christmas Day, we'll have NBA basketball for you. Mm-hmm. Bucks and Knicks, followed by Warriors Nuggets. can finally start watching and listening to the NBA again. Yes, you can. Started to get post-Christmas. Yes. I will wait till the All-Star game. It's usually when I start to pay attention a little bit. I will wait till the All-Star game. I mean, it's mainly because nothing else is really on. Oh, that's true, especially Christmas. Christmas Day. I mean, by that point, I've already watched the Christmas story at least twice. Yeah. So. But because of that, obviously, like I said, the time of that is 10.30. We will not have a show Christmas Day because there will be NBA basketball. Of course. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) I just kind of lost focus there. I saw the first take. Shannon Sharp there. Yeah. The goat mask and the scepter. I mean, he's a big LeBron guy. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Alrighty. That does like, it for What is Travis. going on on the right side of my screen? That does it for Pick'em. That does it for Pick'em. All right. So uh, let's go. Might as well. Let's just go ahead and let's just go with the this day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history, Travis. On this day, 1981, at the age of 39, Muhammad Ali fights for the final time, mm-hmm. losing a 10-round decision to Trevor Burbick. Ali retires with a 56-5 and record. Yeah. On this date in 2000, Mario Lemieux, already a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, announces that he's going to return to the Pittsburgh Penguins after a layoff of three and a half years. Yeah. I remember that. I don't know why. Right. And Travis, on this day, (laughs) the Rangers Mm -hmm. signed Alex Rodriguez to, at the time, a record 10-year, $252 million contract. On the same day, the Red Sox Signed Manny Ramirez to an eight-year, $160 million contract. Yeah. Nowadays, players would laugh at that. Mm-hmm. 
How dare you sign me? That's how much you're offering me? Yeah. I thought you said I was a star. Mm-hmm. I'm an all-star. Right. We thought those contracts were ridiculous. Were ridiculous at the time, yeah. And they were. Uh, what were we thinking? Only oh, if we yeah. knew. Yep. Only if we knew. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. But, and then A-Rod would go and sign another big deal. Yes, he would. What a guy, Alex Rodriguez. That'll that'll come up in two days, Travis. Yeah? Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that that other deal. All right, so I won't spoil it. Which really is not, else. now that I'm looking at the numbers, is not that much bigger than what he was signing on. So. Yeah. But and just, the day it comes out is also funny. We'll talk more about that in the future. Don't worry. Yeah, that's that's future, future us yes. conversations. So. So since we were talking about contracts, mm-hmm. can 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 I bring up Shohei one final time? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you, Travis. Mm-hmm. Not just first. I want you to go come at it from the Dodgers' perspective. Yeah. Is it worth it? I mean, everything everything that I just laid out earlier with everything that he's going to bring in, mm-hmm. I think from that perspective, yes, it's worth it. What is the expectation? Uh, expectations is World Series. How many in the 10 years? How many in the 10 years, or is it considered a failure? Because you're not do- say, making this deal for one World Series. Yeah, I would say minimum of two, at least three. I I think four plus. Yeah, you're again. You are signing him for so much that's going to take away from other parts of your team, unless you're willing to pay the luxury tax, which I think signing Shohei is the luxury tax. Like that that is all of the the you're in the tax just by sh- signing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm going to go from an, another point of view, Travis. Mm-hmm. Was all of this circus, let's call it a circus, the past week and a half, Yeah, worth it for him to sign with the team he's been linked to since March? Right. Yeah. Because I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. Not really. The way people covered it in the media, stranglehold on the winter meetings, delaying everything, and which he did. And as we talked about, it's his right to do it. Mm-hmm. But it did. It affected everything else. And then for you to still end up with the team that everyone said you were going to go with from March, you put an undue amount of delay and burden on all these teams for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, for, from that perspective, it wasn't that exciting with he just ends up with the team it's not that worth he's it. been it wasn't worth the favorite it. to land. Yeah, from that perspective. It was a colossal waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's no doubt. And and I am I, I Travis, I am very happy to say I don't think this will ever happen, at least for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. There will not be one player... Because I'm telling you right now, the owners are probably already meeting to try and work on the collective bargaining agreement for this. They do not want one player to put a stranglehold on the entire offseason. Winter meetings, managers meetings, 
GM meetings. We've gone through all of that stuff with nothing happening because Shohei had a stranglehold on it. Yeah. This will not happen again. Yeah, I definitely don't see any uh, player on the horizon that would cause this much of a it, of a stir, this much of a circus. It doesn't matter if there was, Travis. This will not happen again. The owners will make sure it does not happen. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he is affecting everything else. Yeah. So I don't think the owners will allow it. I think they'll go back and, and look at the collective bargaining agreement and renegotiate something mm-hmm. to make this not happen. Because think about how much power he had this offseason. Yeah. I saw someone saying, imagine how chaotic the baseball offseason would be if Shohei decided on opening day to announce where he was going. Yeah. He waited till opening day. Uh-huh. And the only way we found out was by his name being in a lineup card somewhere. <laughs> like, think of the chaos. Because no one would want to sign anybody else. Mm-hmm. If they thought they were still in the running. They'd keep waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if that was to happen, you know what team I'd look at and go, you are the team in the driver's seat. Who's the that? Oakland A's. Because you know you're not in on Shohei. You might as well go inside everybody else. Exactly. Because you can go, I can guarantee you, we are going to pay you. Mm-hmm. All these other teams, they're waiting. We are not. Come get in. Yeah. But I don't think this will happen ever again. Yeah, he's like, I don't see it anytime there, soon. It doesn't matter if there is another Shohei Otani out there. And believe me, Travis, within the next five to ten years, there will be. Because if you aren't thinking that some of those, you know, I think of uh, Pete Marinovich and how his dad used to tie his right hand behind his back and force him to throw left-handed because it was better to be drafted left-handed as a quarterback. Mm, and yeah. that's what his dad did. If you don't think that there are some of those greedy, fame-hungry parents who are getting their kids now to pitch and hit and excel at both because they just saw Shohei Otani get $700 million. Mm -hmm. You're out of your mind. This is going to become more of a thing as we keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with the universal DH, why not? Mm -hmm. If you're good at both. I mean, we know from watching high school ball, those kids pitch and hit. Mm -hmm. College, they pitch and hit. Yeah. Now, they may not be starters, but they'll come in and throw a couple innings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They know how to do it. Now, can anyone excel as good as he right, has? Right, exactly. It's the doing it and then excelling it. To me, though, the big question mark is I still that him. arm. Yeah. It's still that arm. Yeah. Because I saw some people being like, oh, well, if he can't pitch, he could be in the outfield and, and be a gold goat. We talked about that on the show. If he can't throw, how is he going to throw home on a play? Exactly. If he can't pitch, which is how far from home plate to the pitcher's mound? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a little different pitching and throwing at velocity and trying to get hitters out rather than throwing to a cutoff man or or the plate and whatnot or the bases. It's a little different. If if he can't throw to pitch, do you really trust him in the outfield? Yeah, no, not and, really. And again, is it all going to look like a failure if he comes back next year? I'm not saying the upcoming year. I When he's able to pitch, I will say he goes 4-12 and 12 with a 5.03 ERA. Mm. Do we all look at the Dodgers and go, you're morons? <laughs> a little bit. Because now you're stuck with him for eight years, and you're paying $700 million for a DH. Yeah. 
It, it definitely looks looks worse if he doesn't come out and perform. So I hope he doesn't. So, hmm. Cynical Eric hopes he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I hope the mm. Dodgers learn a lesson here. <laughs> that money cannot buy you happiness. Exactly. But we try to tell our go. kids all the time. Right, exactly. So... I, for one, am just uh, happy that... It's over. It's over, and he's not in my division. Oh, yeah. Not just that he was linked to the Cubs. Not just that. But it's the same division. I mean, However, it, Travis, he's still in the NL. You're still going to have to go through the Dodgers to get to a World Series. Yeah. Which I don't think the Cardinals need to worry about that anytime soon. No, so. no but... You're good. I mean, just look at Mosaic. He says there were World Series contenders. Oh. If you ask him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you're off He likes the kid. He yeah. likes the guys in the clubhouse. Yeah. Obviously, games have to be played, but he likes where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, of course mm. he does. What else is he going to say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm all for having belief in the locker room, but it's also about... Having just blind ignorance. I would love it if he came out and was like, whoever put this team together stinks. Yeah. Oh, he, wait. that That's me. Yeah, I'm sure he would say that if he got in front of us right now. Because uh-huh. that's what he does. Uh, he likes to be uh, self, self-loathing. self Yep. Like, uh, ha, ha, ha. I thought you were saying new bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but he has a tough job he has a tough job so but alright so uh, I thought that we would uh, close things out here close things out talking about the NFL and uh, the what everyone is uh, talking about here on uh, this overreaction Monday and that's the Bills and uh, Chiefs game and the ending there, as we saw the greatest ending that will never be shown again with the uh, touchdown or the throw to Travis Kelsey and then to uh, throw it behind him, lateral it to uh, Tony, and only for it to be wiped off because Tony was lined up offsides in the game-winning play. And uh, that just... Kind of overshadows of the Bills. They needed this one. They needed to keep their playoff hopes alive after everything that they were dealing with mm-hmm. after that a 2019 story uh, resurfaced about Coach McDermott and the game planning that he was doing back then to motivate his team. Uh, why it came out in 2023, I don't know. But uh, that resurfaced, so that's what they were dealing with, the distractions. But they come into Arrowhead in a place where uh, that hasn't been too kind to them. And particularly in big games, but they came out and won and keep their playoff hopes alive, 20-17. to 17. But everyone is talking about the uh, offsides uh, there at the very end with Tony, and in particular uh, with the reaction by the Chiefs and yep. by Patrick Mahomes. I saw him slam his uh, Slam his helmet, yelling at the refs, calling, what he, uh, calling the officials and the call and whatnot, egregious and a horrible black eye on the NFL, black eye on football, takes away from Travis's wonderful career with that highlight being uh, wiped away because of a penalty in that moment to take it away, to keep it in the officials' hands and whatnot. Um, look, this is what I wanted to say. You, uh, The Chiefs, they're not the lovable underdogs anymore. No. You're on top. Yeah. You're the champs. So... This comes off as you whining, whining like a baby. 
there at the very end. No one is going to have sympathy for you, Patrick Mahomes. You're one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. You have the most popular megastar up in one of your booths right now, which Tony Romo called Kelsey his wife. But you have Taylor Swift and Baron Corbin sitting in your booth right now. Like, no one's going to have sympathy on the Chiefs for that offsides penalty, which, looking at it, looking at it live, I was like, really, that's going to be a ticky-tacky foul that his feet were just barely over the line. But don't look at the feet. Look at the head. His head was covering the football. And as receivers at every level, you're told to check with the officials. I always wondered that before I understood football and everything like that Mm -hmm. the ins and outs why did the receivers always go like this to the officials they're checking whether they're on the line of scrimmage or not and the officials will tell them or whatnot or warn them but tony was just looking at the football the whole entire time never what we saw never checked with the officials so it's on him that they lined up and he was lined up offsides and no one's gonna sympathize with the chiefs because over the last two years you're gonna ask the Bills fans to be sympathetic about a call going against you. You're going to ask Bengals fans to be sympathizing with a penalty that's going to go against you. No. No one's going to feel sorry for you. And this just makes you look bad if you're Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. and the Chiefs in general. Mm -hmm. Like, you're crying about this and look at the past two years of how many calls have gone your way. It happened last week. Yeah, I know the egregious pass interference call that wasn't called but look at the play that set that up an unnecessary roughness call on Patrick Mahomes when you're clearly in bounds but the officials gave it to you because you're Patrick Mahomes and you're the Chiefs like it's just egregious and it's embarrassing of the stuff that they were saying after the game two things on this Travis first of all I think this is frustration from the Chiefs this year has not gone as they would like they're only a game up on the Broncos for the West, Travis. Mm-hmm. After yep. the Broncos started 0-3. Mm-hmm. It has not gone how it has the past couple of years for the Chiefs. I think we started to see a little bit of frustration starting to set in on this team. Because I think because of off-the-field stuff, there's a lot more spotlight on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think they may be feeling that a little bit more. Yes, I know. Super Bowl winner, and they've been to Super Bowl multiple times, but that's different. That's one week mm-hmm. where the spotlight's on you. Yeah. Not a whole season where the spotlight's on you for something yeah. you can't control. Mm-hmm. Thing two, and I've said it so many times, Travis, and and I think this is a perfect example. Don't make the official have to make the call. Yeah. Be con- Be a little conservative. Late in the game, be a little conservative. Don't make the official have to call it on you. Same thing in the Neoga Cumberland game, where that foul comes late in the game for holding a player on an inbound pass. Don't make the official make the call. Yeah. Regardless of if you agree with it, don't agree with it, whatever. Don't put yourself in a position where there's any doubt about having to make a call. Mm-hmm. Don't keep the you want to keep the you know the Players all the time say, oh, we want the flag to stay in the pocket. Okay, it's your responsibility to keep it in that pocket. Yeah, right. And in this instance, it would be, like you said, by checking. 
Mm-hmm. Make sure you're good. Just simple. Just a simple look. And I get they were they People were in hurry up, right? Day. I didn't see the play. They were in hurry yeah. up, right? Okay, so you're wanting to hurry up? Fine. You were looking at the ball. Take a half step back. Just what's that gonna hurt? Right. It's not gonna exactly. hurt anything. Half step back. That's it. Mm-hmm. Is that half a step really gonna make a difference when you're running your route? Probably not. Yeah. Just a half step. Yeah. Don't have it the official make the call. Right. Same thing, bang bang plays in baseball. Same all these things. Check swing. <laughs> Don't let the official make the call. Yeah. Don't leave it up to judgment of somebody else and then complain about it later. Mm-hmm. Just don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with your first point there. They've been exposed. They're they're vulnerable mm-hmm. for the first time, and they are lashing out. Yeah. And they're lashing out at others. Yep. They're not looking at themselves and taking themselves accountable. Uh, Patrick and- usually is good at that. He's usually holding himself accountable with he always, him and Jalen Hurts both, but particularly Patrick up until yesterday, He's always taken the blame for himself, always been the good teammate. Like earlier this year when Valdez Scantling uh, dropped that touchdown pass a couple weeks ago, he's like, I could have thrown a better ball. Mm -hmm. I could have did this. I could have did that. Uh, You know, when Tony dropped those two passes or a few of those passes in game one, he's like, I could have thrown the ball better. But yesterday he didn't. He didn't do that. He blamed the officials for it. In front of the media. Let's be honest. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. We don't know what they're saying to each other in the locker room. Yeah. Because I think part of this is on Patrick Mahomes. Should it not have also been his job to look at his receiver? Are no. you good? Are you good? No, that's not your job. You don't think so? No. You got to, I mean, it's just like any other job. You got to just expect the person next to you to do theirs. But a good leader makes sure everyone is good to go. Nah, I mean, he, I think he's looking. He's looking as a quarterback. You're looking at other things. You're looking at what coverage the other team is in, who's the Mac linebacker, and whatnot. Who's coming on a blitz? You're not worried about your receivers. Their receivers, you got to let them do their own thing, and you got to let them make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing. I would agree with you, but with as much criticizing that the Chiefs' wide receivers have gotten this year. Mm-hmm. They obviously are not an elite wide receiving group. Mm-hmm. So why, if you're the quarterback, the star of the team, who's taking all the blame that he's taken all year, and give you know what I'm saying? He's taken it all. When media people are saying it's not you, it's your it's your teammates, it's your wide receivers. They drop balls all the time. That's not you for not throwing a good ball. That's on them for not catching it. That's what they're getting paid to do. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the first time where the wide receiver is clearly at fault for not checking. Mm-hmm. And Patrick blames the officials. Blames the official. Which, again, he's not going to come out and say it's his teammate. Oh. That's lobbing a grenade into a, into a locker room. You can't do that. Exactly. Because you already have a group that has already been criticized so much. Mm-hmm. But, so... As we're here talking, I still feel, Travis, don't let the official make the call. However, I know you're upset and you say it looks bad on them, and and I'm not saying it's not. What else are they supposed to say? 
when Patrick Mahomes is asked about the play, because he's going to be asked about it, what else mm. is he supposed to say? It's just that's a tough call to make in that situation, but we got to be better and we got to give the Bills all the credit for making plays before that. And uh, we just got to be better as a team to not be put in that position. You know, we, we did this in the game. We will look back at the second quarter. We didn't do this right. We didn't do that right. But give all the credit in the world to the Bills uh, for playing an outstanding football game today. And I think that's what he would have said if he had had time. Sure. It's emotional. He had time enough to go change clothes and put on his chains and fix his hair. Sponsored by Head and Shoulders. Well, yes, of course. It's still, the emotions are still high. Oh, yeah. I'm saying you you need a day. You don't, you're not thinking with a clear head. No doubt. And again, even in saying that, what you said, which is perfect, you're still in a way throwing your teammate under the bus. Yeah. And as a leader, you can't you can't no, do that. I definitely can't do that. So I think he was just, where can I take this? Where can I put it? He was I, have proje- to, I have to put it somewhere. He's projecting his anchor he, off on someone else. He was. Mm-hmm. But again, he, where else was he supposed to go with it? Yeah. Because this is one instance where he couldn't internalize it and say it was me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. He's done that all year, as you mentioned. Right. He's been a great teammate. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do that in this instance, but he wasn't going to throw his teammate under the bus. Yeah. And he wasn't going to throw all of his team, never mind that one, but the whole team under the bus by saying, we didn't play well. We didn't play to our ability. We failed. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have your leader coming out and saying that. Right. I mean, Coach Reed even kind of echoed the sentiments as well. He's like, well, I know I'm going to get docked for this, but... He was basically almost saying the same thing. So right. it's kind of like a united front that, hey, this is what we're going to say in the presser. This is what we're going to say. And this which, is the narrative that we want which to again, be spun. I'm not saying they said the right thing. And I agree with you that they do sound whiny about it. But as we are sitting here, what else were they supposed to say? Yeah. To yeah. keep that team together, which is showing signs of frailing with a, do, do, with a Denver team that is gaining ground on them in a division that they've had a stranglehold on for four years. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't go calling out your teammates now. Yeah. Yeah, the locker room's already going uh, sideways Regardless on the field. of if they're at fault or not. Mm-hmm. You can't call them out now. You're trying right. to make the postseason. Yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, their schedule looks to be a little uh, softer the rest of the way. They are against the Patriots uh, next, and we know what they are. Yeah. The Raiders are what they are. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, they'll be with a backup quarterback. But still fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, so that will be uh, tough. And then the Chargers, uh, Herbert's at least out for the Thursday night game yep. this upcoming week. Yep. We'll see if uh, he's able to play in week 18 there. But again, Travis, entering yesterday's game, no one thought the Bears was going to beat the Lions. Nobody thought the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's why you play the game. Even yeah, though they're easy games, you never know. Yeah, no one thought that the Cowboys would beat Dominate. the Eagles the way they did. Yeah. So, 
again, you still have to keep pushing and keep trying. And it, it's a tough one. I'm not saying that they're in the right. Mm-hmm. But I, sitting here with you, cannot think of what else they were supposed to say that would make it better. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So, it's getting crazy. So, I agree. Sounding a little whiny, but I also agree. Tough spot to be in. Don't know what he could have said to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It'd be like here, Travis, if one of us made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want our boss to call us out in an interview that the whole world's going to see. Mm-hmm. Because you're just going to make me feel awful. Exactly. So, Patrick's not going to call out one of his teammates, and Andy Reid's not going to call out one of his teammates. No. So, you got, you got to find something else to say. Mm-hmm. You can't just... I mean, I guess what he could have said, we could have had the famous no comment. Right. That, But then you're make, you're blowing it up even more. By not saying By anything not saying at anything, all. you're putting a bigger spotlight on it. Yeah, I guess. It's true. He's but. He's... It's a lose-lose situation in that instance. There is mm-hmm. nothing he could have said that would have been the right thing to say. Lose-lose, and it was a loss on the field to Buffalo at Arrowhead even. So take that, Kansas City. No sympathy on you whatsoever. Uh, like I mentioned, the doubleheader tonight for uh, Monday Night Football. So uh, uh, we'll be back to... Uh, uh, see how those results pan out. Green Bay, talking about a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, six and six. They've been playing well lately. They're up against so the Italian Stallion, Tommy DeVito tonight, and the Titans in Miami take on the Dolphins. All right, Travis. Mm-hmm. Before we get away from NFL, and do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna play a fun little game. Okay. So in case you've been living under a rock, you know that the trailer dropped for Grand Theft Auto Six. I did, and it was glorious. It was glorious. So do you want to know some NFL things that have happened since the last Grand Theft Auto game (laughs) came out? Yes. Which last Grand Theft Auto game came out? Here we go. The last NFL, the the last, the reigning Super Bowl champ when the last NFL game came out, or Grand Theft Auto game came out. Mm -hmm. Any any guesses who you think it would be? Uh, See, uh, I mean, uh, wild guess, the Patriots. The Ravens. The reigning MVP? Tom Brady. Adrian Peterson. Uh, Reigning rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. uh, Andrew Luck. RG3. Uh, Reigning defensive player of the year. uh, Cleo Mack. Luke Coakley. Kukli. Kukli, yeah. He's now retired. He's a beast. Most recent number one overall pick. Uh, I I don't know. Eric Fisher to the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, nice. CJ Stroud, Travis. Mm-hmm. Was a month from his 12th birthday. 12, wow. Geno Smith mm-hmm. was a rookie on the Jets. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm was coming off of setting the record for yards in a season. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady yep. only had three rings. Only three Super Bowls. That's how long it has been since a new GTA game came out. It's It's been a long time. It's been a while. Long time coming. Yep. But 
Just it'll, came across that on the on the social, so I want to bring it up. It'll uh, still be a wait for yeah, two more still years. Still two more years. So, but hey, at least we got the first trailer. That's right. <laughs> Upgrade uh, your systems now. I'm looking into it. I know looking you to are. get ahead of the curve, and also looking to get ahead of the curve before the college football game comes That's out right. next year. And hopefully college basketball in 2025. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that. We got to get to the football game first. Yes. With a 12 team playoff. I don't have to wait that long. Yeah, yeah. Some people are lucky. Spoiler alert. Yeah, some people are lucky with that. But that's all I had here for uh, that. And I think that's all we had for the uh, show. So we're going to get on out of here. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap everything that happens tonight in local sports football and we'll be back to talk about the Illini because it's an Illini Tuesday therapy session as always Mm -hmm. so we'll be back tomorrow peace out